Welcome to another edition of Hit the Lights podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, a Mr. Eddie Clemens. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Thank you, Shell. Yeah, not too bad. We're weathering the storm. Unfortunately, it's uh, very busy. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Pretty okay. It's, uh, it's been an odd, uh, what, eight, eight weeks or so or something in it now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, doing a bit. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so it's been, been a bit odd, but yeah, keeping with it. Yeah, no, that's good. So, if we uh, go back to the beginning then, and if you can tell me a little bit about how and why you came into the electrical industry. Sort of fell into it. Um, did a work experience um, at school with uh, BBC Pebble Mill on the electrical mechanical department, um, which was for a week. Um, and then there was a, I don't know, an histology or whatever it be afterwards, half term, whatever. Um, ended up doing two weeks there, um, which was really good. Uh, got offered a job there, but I couldn't start till I was 18, and I had to be in the union um, to be able to do the job, and you had to be 18, and, you know, how they get people in there, I never knew at the time, to be honest with you. Um, then a girlfriend of mine at the time, her best mate was a director at the firm which I started my apprenticeship with. So I went and did a work experience with them on uh, another half term. So I did a, with my girlfriend's best mate's uh, dad, I then did a work experience off my own back uh, with his firm. Got offered a job at the end of that. Got paid the full apprentice money for the work experience I did that week. Um, did my last exam on the Friday um, and on the Monday I was in work and I started the apprenticeship um, with all the college stuff. Um, it was a nice um, small company, so you know it was probably about uh, uh, 10 or 15 sparks at a time in apprentices. Um, did a good range of works, um, uh, industrial, domestic, commercial. Um, you know, you're doing like pyros, or, you know, I mean, I was doing like, you know, 16 mil pi- four core pyros and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, you know, it's a, a very range. I mean, by the end of my first year, I was doing rewires on my own. Yeah. You know, we had the uh, contracts manager come in, uh, you know, every daylight come in, see how he was doing. Um, and, uh, you know, and he did all the, testing and what have you at the end of it and you know and making sure I was getting everything right and got all the materials I needed and um yeah so it was uh, pretty good it was uh, yeah quite so enjoyed was it, it was it mainly domestic work you were doing at that time then no it was it was literally I mean I could be on a rewire one week and then the next week you could be in a factory pulling armors in across uh, girders and all sorts and mm. yeah, and then I could be up um I hated lights. Uh, then I could be up at, uh, uh, we did a job down, uh, down West Brom. There was on, um, these lighting towers, like you'd have a football match. Right, yeah. The big lighting towers, like, you know, going up like, you know, hundreds of feet, like, you know, you're at the top of them, like, I hated that job. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm pulling armaments up for that. Um, you know, so it was, it was so varied. Yeah, it really was mm. varied. You know, and then another day you could be in an air salon, you know, some lights, you know, change some bits, uh, you name it. It was the only thing really I hadn't touched was um, mining infrastructure, you know, like, such as uh, yeah, you do some big stuff, don't you? With the um, uh, the 
Is it the waterworks you work on? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I have done um, like HV compounds and bits and pieces in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so that's basically, you know, I mean, like railways ain't touch that sort of stuff or, you know, motorways or anything like that. But, you know, pretty much anything beyond that, like I've been there, done it really, you know, I could have building sites, doing um, houses and all sorts. So, you know. So it was, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, really what, varied. What was it? Um, so you'll have to forgive me because obviously never ask a woman her age. But um, how how old are you at the moment, and how long ago was it you actually undertook your apprenticeship? Um, I'm forty nine. So it was when a, I was sixteen, so three years ago, something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, re- the reason I'm asking that is just obviously that's quite a period of time and I'm what I wanted to kind of get some perspective on was what it was like to have an apprenticeship back then uh, potentially compared to what it's like today and if, if maybe nothing's changed um, or, or maybe there are uh, some major differences well at the time we had um, a government brought out the YTS scheme um, now I wasn't on the YTS uh, they were getting £30 a week um, we we were getting thirty five pound a week, so we was well off, you know, <laughs> big time, like you know. So yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. I mean, regulation. I mean, we, we I started off on the fifteenth edition. Um, you know, went through all that. Um, you know, oh, it was on the brown book that was. I can't remember which one that was now, but yeah, we was on the fifteenth edition, and then. Um, and obviously, there's times have gone by, like, you know, RCDs started becoming a bit more popular. I mean, at the time, we on, you know, if you was doing a rewire or something like on a domestic, you'd, all you'd needed to do was, uh, if it was um, a standard, say, three-bed semi, you know, is put one RCD socket in, or you'd do the downstairs sockets if they've got front and back gardens, so, or, you know, mm. uh, and that was it, you know, it was pretty much it. So... Um, and, you know, it could even be just a single uh, RCD socket, you know, you could fit, you know, it's for outdoor use, that was, really, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, other than that, it was, there was no requirement for it, really. You know, there's other things that was required for, like CT systems and such like, you know, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I've seen quite a few changes over the years. It's, uh, uh, the apprenticeship-wise... Um, yeah, I had an apprentice a uh, short while ago. Um, has that side of it changed? I, I don't know if it has. I thought he wasn't in it long, unfortunately. But um, you know, they, they've got the the schools. I mean, the um, I went around the workshops somewhere after that. They're a lot better than what we had. I mean, uh, to be fair, you know, a lot tidier and. Uh, I mean, ours was very old school, you know, it really mm. was old school, so, but yeah, yeah, quite enjoyed the college stuff, that was quite good, uh, went to Answorth Tech in Aston, so it was quite a jaunt that was, um, you know, we're, there weren't that many colleges around, there was all big colleges and it was, it was all travelling, you know, so mm. it was, uh, you know, it could take me like an hour and a half to get in, into college in the morning and back again at night, like, so that's good through, right to the centre of Birmingham to get there. Uh, but you know it was it was all right. It was a good set of lads there, good good lecturers as well. They knew that you know they knew their stuff. You know I've heard over the years like from other apprentices, um, people I know that 
you know, they, they weren't teaching me this stuff now, weren't they? Dad hadn't even been out on the tall site, you know. So, how, how can you, I don't know, I think you need to have been there, done it, right before going into that sort of thing, really. Yeah, exp- experience to reinforce yeah. the knowledge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's all right saying you've got to clip this cable, you know, every so many inch, like inches, uh, millimetres, centimetres, whichever way you want to go. Um, but, you know, until you've actually been on site and clipped the cable on the wall. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's all theory till then, isn't it? So, um, where did that take you? So, you qualified and you started running your own jobs. Did you stay with that company for a little while? Yeah, I was with them for... uh, When I left, I was actually the longest serving. It was about 16 years, something like that. 15, 14, 15, 16 years, something like that. I was with them. Yeah. 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 um, The original company actually, actually did fold and... The, the main gapper stayed, um, and it was basically a, a small family company at that point. I was taken on, well, actually, before his uh, son was. Right. And I went, started up, and it was just me and his son, and then the, the rest of the lads went subcontracting. So, you know, um, we subcontracted to us, we got all the work and what have you, but the Vatman one was lenient, and as uh, what he is nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. these days, find them up and we sort stuff out, like, then, you know. Then got their money, they'll come round and they'll come knocking for it. And that's yeah. how they do those uh, right nasty ones then. So, so sent a lot of companies under they did. So, going back mm-hmm. in the day. But, uh, yeah, you know, so, yeah, it's, um, did all sorts of, it was really good, it was a good apprenticeship to be honest with you. So, uh, what, what kept you at the company for such a long time? Um, well, the work I was getting was good. Um, Wages weren't too bad. I'd always had an issue with the the wages. I I still don't think Sparks are paid enough now. Um, you know, um, was it part of the reason I went on my own? I think I just wanted to to do it. I'd probably still be there now, like you know, the old gaffer was there. Yeah, I still get on with him now. We still meet up in the ACA meetings and all that. Um, you know, really good relationship, like, you know, really have, you know, he, I do work for him on a subcontract basis whenever he needs, like, control stuff doing. Um, you know, and if there's something that, particularly you don't float my boat or whatever, like, you know, say domestic stuff comes in or anything like that, you know, send it his way, so, you know, we share the work. Yeah. You know, you know, there's no point fighting against each other, is it? No, well, yeah, there's, there's enough of that going on in the industry, oh, yeah, isn't there? So. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so you you say then you went and set up on your own then? That was the next step for you? Yes, it was um things were starting to change with uh um well while I was working with him, um uh there was a job he he put my way. Basically he gave me this uh folder that was about an inch thick. Yeah, you know, I could sort that out, Ed. And I went through it and it was just a basically a there was a bit of a spec there. Um, uh, but most of it was schematic drawings, um, for a, a panel that was being built, um, and being supplied to us, and I had to go and do the fit on it. Um, and it was sort yeah, I couldn't sort that out, you know, so you knew I'd, you know, send me to a job and I'd work it out, you know, so, you know, S and Y plans like I could do standing on my head, like, you know, and all that. I bet everybody else used to struggle with them, mm. you know. I mean, back in the day, I mean, like alarm systems, 
you know, it sparks used to do them all the time. Oh, you know, fire alarm, security alarms, like, you know, but now it's turned into its own specialist thing. But we used to do all them. And of course, uh, that sort of thing, like, you know, it was, uh, it used to, it used to put me on them because I could work it out, you know, and mm. an issue like, you know, you got a different bell box to a different panel. You know, it ain't always, you never used to get the instructions like you do now, like, you know, where it says if it's that one, like, you know, it was always make to make, you know, so it's, yeah. Uh, uh, but nowadays, like, they do give you the variance of what, you know, and the bell box that, that if you're doing this particular, with that panel, like, and it's connected this way, if you didn't that one, that, you know, they're a lot more easier to do, but then I have to work it out, you mm. know, that, without blowing it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Costly yeah. way to learn, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so yeah, we used all sorts. I've gotten involved in the HVAC side of it. Uh, jobs in depend on that. Uh, there's some quite nice jobs on that, and I really, really seen that as my my way to go. Um, and the firm uh, started doing a lot of uh, intercoms and blocks of flats. That really, I, I did a few of them jobs, like, you know, to start off with, like, you know, it was pretty interesting to start off with, but, you know, after a time, working in blocks of flats, or some of the roughest areas, like, you know, and it was, I don't know, that was, I was just always keeping an eye on the van, even though it weren't mine, and they supplied the tools apart from the hand tools, it, you know, you feel responsible for it, like, you know, mm. and um, just didn't like doing it, but they as the sun's come through and what have you, more and more was doing the intercom and, um, and cameras and all that on these sort of places, like for the big councils, you know, so um, it's quite a few of them, but, you know, it weren't really up my street, you know, you know the, the other side of the work um, was coming elsewhere and not doing any of that, you know, it's, uh, changed it over to that uh, and decided, went over and seen him, so I thought, you know, I want to just give it a try and just go on my own. You know, he says, well, if there's anything I can help you with, just let me know. So he sold me one of his vans at a good price. So I'll start off, you know, present, then he'd end up with a spare van, you see. So mm. I'd think, there's which van do you want? Do you want the van you got now or the one you've had before? Uh, I chose the one before because it was cheaper. Um, the old transit van, your left leg is to be bigger than your right leg. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it helped me out and, uh, anything you need to borrow or anything like that, you know, need a call drill or anything like, you know, just give us a shout and, you know, I was subcontracting him for quite a while first. Uh, I was doing a job in Boys Norton actually, um, the airbase, um, fire station right in the middle of uh, the, um, um, Oh, in the middle of the runway. Mm. Uh, we was doing that, and it was in January as well. It was God, that was cold. That was no windows in or anything. It was yeah, cold. Just as time as the uh, second golf kicked off, actually. That was right. uh, used to get BC ten. Uh, uh, BC tens were they the planes? Um, and I used to uh, come in and out about ten times a day normally. Um, and uh, then suddenly it, it was, you know, you was getting them every like, you know, twenty minutes, you know, yeah. bang, 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 and then out, out, out like, you know, mm. and the hurricane got the wrong way. You had to go out and give it a push. Right, <laughs> like, 
honestly, you thought he was just going to get straight through the fence at the end. Mr. Fence <laughs> at six foot. That thing did. Absolutely massive piece of kit. Massive. Um, I mean, the VC-10s, I mean, there's part next to it on the other side of the airfield. I mean, they look like dinky toys in comparison. Mm. Um, but that, yeah, that was that was quite a good job. Um, yeah, quite enjoyed that one. Um, and that was the start of, you know, where I was subcontracting to him and I was picking up like, the eating work. Because um, that was an eating job I was on at the time. Um, yeah, yeah, so it was uh, quite good on that side of it, really. So you, you mentioned obviously doing panels uh, yeah, as, yeah. as well. Is that something the company did um, in terms of manufacturing or was it just kind of working bespoke installations out or, or anything like that? It, that? That sort of fell on us, well, fell on me. Um, the guy who was doing some work for at the time, um, uh, First job I did was angle C for him. Um, this is when I was working for the old firm, right? Um, he got a phone call. He was off. He got the contact for a company who went bust on us. Um, but he said, "Look, the guy you need to speak to is Ed, you know, and um, his, his firm he's working at, like, you know, and he'll sort you out, like, you know." Because uh, I used to. Uh, this is before I was panel building, like, you know, I was, um, but then I, could, I started learning there to read the drawings, um, what each bit did and how it all connected up and what have you. Um, of course, my brain, the way it works, is quite logical. Um, so it, it comes relatively easy to me on that lead. Um, the, and then I'm starting to pick faults with their drawings and their panels. Well, hang on, if you're ex- if you're telling me that's supposed to do X, Y, and Z, it ain't never going to do it. He says, why? He says, well, because of this, that, and the other, like, you know, and then pressure sensors are in the wrong place for that. As soon as that pump comes on, it's just going to drop the pressure and because it's on the negative side and one thing or another. I said, it's all in the wrong place. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, we better get that altered then, haven't we? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so picking faults out of it, like, and, you know, before long, like, you know, the little jobs come up for... Uh, some little churches and what have you, and they wanted a basic panel building. Yeah, I read you can do that, can't you? All right, yes, yeah, so and that's uh, basically how it all started. So, but now, obviously, a little bit more advanced PLCs involved, and you know, bits and bobs. But yeah, uh, uh, done big panels, done some machine works, um, uh, firm up in Birmingham, um, refurbishes like the old milling machines and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, screw machines where they'll that they'll make the screws um the machines actually make them screws and things like that um i mean these things are dating back to the war and they they come in they get modernized control panel slaps on the side of it you know a bit more automated um and then you know working on them panels went off to germany and saudi and all sorts of made for them um so i've got quite a bit of experience there so um and filled in for him while he went to Australia. Um, and then just, yeah, just kept on coming in on that side of it. But it's mainly heating and ventilation I, I work on. So it's, uh, you know, I mean, at the moment, they're only small panels, um, uh, thousand by eight hundreds, um, you know, it's the normal size, really. Mm-hmm. Um, fairly straightforward stuff, knock them out in, you know, three or four days. I mean, I, I end up building them. 
um, and then doing the drawings for them afterwards. Yeah. They're doing the edge, you see, so it's, uh, it's, I don't know, I find it quicker to do it in the edge, do the panel, then do the drawing after. Yeah, yeah, which is fair enough. <laughs> Probably a bit of an odd way of doing it, like, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I think your drawings are going to be right, ain't they? <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I can understand where you, where you come from on that. I think from my uh, background in the water industry, particularly where I'm at at the moment, yeah. just you have to do a thousand drawings before you even think about <laughs> looking at a component. <laughs> yeah, Which is but hard. also because I've worked for, um, we've done work for panel companies, so different variations of panel companies. Um, what I found was when I come to start building mine, uh, it was I could pick the best ideas out of all of them, right? You know, because mm. um, a lot of them never used to put a trunk in for the field wiring to come in. You yeah. know, it's it, it was just in the bottom, and you know, you've got to try and tidy up somehow. So I can't, can't you just put a like, you know, a, an eighty by eighty trunk in or hundred hundred trunk in, like at the bottom, like you know, at the top, whichever weight be, and you know, we can bring it all into that and. It'll be nice, nice and tidy like your work is. Like you know, oh, mm. not a bad idea. Like because I'd never done it. Right. Yeah. You know? I started building, and I've had other people build panels for me as well. Um, mm. one lad who was subcontracting to me, he was um, uh, started building panels with us. Um, and I built mine vertically. And, uh, um, yeah, basically, it's a piece of um. Uh, ply, which is slightly angled and about like, I suppose about, uh, 20 or 30 degrees or something, um, off the workbench. And then, you know, plate goes on there, build the back plate. Of course, the panel companies he's worked for, they all do it flat bench. Mm. Of course, it, because he's six foot up tall, he's busting his back all the time. Now yeah. he's, uh, he's got a job with them permanently now. Um, and, uh, they all now do vertically. Right, okay. It's a big panel firm in Coventry, a big panel firm. Mm. They all now do it all vertically, all the panels. Yeah, well, yeah. But that's how the panel industry seems to build their panels, is flat, you know, flat on a table. Or sometimes they're a wheel table, ain't they, you know, mm. and build them that way. And I think, well, why would you want to bend over it all day long? Like, you know, cane meat did. Yeah. I tried, tried it for half a day, I couldn't do it no longer. Mm. Put it up close, you know. It's uh, I just couldn't see, and uh, every panel company I've ever been to, you know, I've gone and picked up panels or you know, uh, gone and melt them out or whatever it be. They always did them flat. Oh, if you're doing it flat, well, it's, well, it's the way we've always done it. Mm. Where the industry builds them, well, a bit bonkers to me. But, you know, yeah, yeah. I you think we start building it vertically now. Yeah, yeah, I think the the large large ones we always did. We ended up we always marked out like the back plate and mounted all the bits, and then we would just stand it up into the enclosure and then wire from there. But, oh right, yeah. But even those, you'd end up lying on your ass doing the bottom bit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you're saying that the um, that firm I was doing it for, where they were doing the machines, um, the one of the panels that went off to Germany, that was. Um, Six foot panels by um, by a thousand, and there was three sections of them. Mm. Um, so obviously you get all the one ready, like. But of course, what I used to do was, um, uh, of course, I got cranes available, like you know, and all sorts. And I used to got they got the eyes on top anyway, because that's how they brought them into the workshop. 
just keep trying there, just up and down it as I needed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe drop it onto a box if the um uh, or onto a couple of pallets or something if somebody else needed the crane. You yeah. know, and that's how I did it, up and down it like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. why, why work why work for a living? Yeah, why, yeah. Why make it hard for yourself, you know, it's uh, because I'm coming from outside that industry into it, so I see it in a different light. Mm. And I wonder why they're doing it, you know, in these ways, you know, and you think, uh, well, you know, it's, uh, there is easier ways of doing things, but because this is the way it's always been done, you know, so you've learnt that off the guy you've done it, uh, you did your apprenticeship with, like, you know, who's learnt, he's learnt that off, you know, the guy who did his apprenticeship with it. So he's been at me for the last 50 years, the same old way. Well, <laughs> you know, something that's changed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what's um, the thing you enjoy most about the electrical industry? Oh, um, I do quite a bit of moving around the country, um, so I enjoy that quite a lot. Um, I enjoy the discussions of it. Now I'm a lot more involved in, um, in the industry now because the first... Um, first six, seven years or whatever it be, when I went self-employed, um, I wasn't attached to any um, organisations or anything. I lost a lot of contact on what was going on in the world mm. um, and joined the ECA. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you then thought, you know, you're learning that you could actually uh, make differences in stuff and what have you and get involved. You know, if you're prepared to get involved and go to the meetings, like the branch meetings and such like, then, you know, you, you, you can actually do things like, you know, and, um, do, do a little bit, you know, it's, uh. So is that something you're, you're regularly involved in then, with the ECA? Yes, yes. So I go to pretty much all the branch meetings. We have four branch meetings in here. Uh, I also sit on the REC for it, which is another three meetings a year, three or four meetings a year. So, um, which is like the next level up from the branch meeting, um, mm. um, regional executive council. Um, so I sit on that and then that then goes up to council, uh, which is where like the decisions are made. But I mean, these are all sparks. These aren't people who are being paid to do this. You know, you, you can get expenses covered and what have you like if you've got to go down to London or whatever, uh, to the head office and such like, like some of the lads do. Um, um, so it's uh, yeah, but you can get involved making a book, make your voice heard, you know. Yeah, is, it, is there anything in particular you've, you've had your voice heard on then? Oh, a few, yeah, a few bits and bobs. I mean, one of the bigger things probably was um, the was it 7.9 on the on site guide? Uh, that's my bad boy. Uh, about the YYs, CY and SY flexes, oh. which probably a lot of people hate me for, but I have. Mm. Um, and basically all I was doing, uh, it, it was actually a technical sheet that come through from the ECA, saying, like, you know, be careful of these tables because of X, Y and Z. Uh, well, of course, really the control industry, like, you know, I'm using these on a regular basis, you know, and I'm using them, you know, at 230 volts and what have you. Um, and now suddenly, 
my games all changed because how am I supposed to cover all this? Well, I mean, what I did do was drop it down to 24 volt. Mm. Uh, that got me out of that scope anyway. But it, of course, it's, it's now got my attention. And of course, you know, I'm now kicking and screaming, well, why is this? Why are people allowed to manufacture and say generally to the British standard? You know, um, and start reading what stays on what stays on the table. Um, a lot of these cable companies ain't actually cable manufacturers. You know, the UK cables, um, um, BAT. I mean, BAT. I mean, I always thought it was a manufacturer. They're not. Yeah, they just yeah. buy it, badge it up and send it out. Well, of course, a lot of this stuff, as you know, like you know, can it's down to the buyer. You know, and they ain't technical people. You know, so it, you know, it's also the technical people. Well, we're assuming because we're buying it off a, uh, you know, a legitimate wholesalers or whatever it be, it's going to be cock on. Not the truth, you know. Um, you know, so you, you, you've got to be um, a bit more vigilant about what you are buying and make sure what what you are, are buying is correct for the job. Mm. Uh, so I got involved in that, asking the questions. Um, oh, that, a lot of hours went into that, to be honest with you, on and off um, over a couple of years. Um, speaking with BASEC, uh, the ECA technicals, um, AIC, speaking with cable manufacturers, um, and the, the amount of stuff that goes into making cable is phenomenal, really. Mm. Uh, and the amount of tests that they have to go through, well, of course, is generally certain. Um, I find out that it's, it can be as good as the British standard. It could be better than the British standard, but it could be a wet piece of string. Hmm. So, but what, what does it actually mean? It means absolutely sweet nothing. Right. So, and that was where my, I, I dug my heels in and started like, really fighting against it. Did that through, like I say, through the ECA and going through these different bodies. Um, at BASEC, I was known with the, as the dog with the bone. Right. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it was my nickname there, which I found out quite some time afterwards. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and it took, uh, I think I missed the, um, missed the one edition of the 17th, and it come, coming on the third edition, I think it did, from memory. Um, and that come in, of course, that turned up uh, quite a bit of stuff. Also, I mean, what you use the cable for? I mean, you see this stuff being used for AC. Um, you know, you, you go in any any building in the middle of London, like you know, which I've worked a hell of a lot on, um, and you'll see miles upon miles of this stuff being used eight as to to thirty volt on a tray on top of the roof. Mm. It's not supposed to be direct sunlight. Yeah. Yeah, I see it all the time. Yeah, read the manufacturer's instructions. You know, I mean, they have laid on that, I think, on the, um, on the 18th. They've changed that one. Um, you know, um, now it's saying take them into consideration. Yeah, I sort of get, yeah, but, you know, that they are important, so you do need to follow them. I, I do believe, you know, there's going to be circumstances, but if there is circumstances where you need to change that, A, you need to be technically knowledgeable to be able to do that, and also speak with them. 
through so look, if I do this with that, X, Y, and Z, it's going to be okay, do you think, you know, and have their mm. opinion on it as well, you know, communicate with them, you know, they're, they're pretty, they're, most manufacturers I've ever spoken to have been normally pretty good, mm. you, know, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, work it from there. So, yeah, I was very surprised that it was, um, and then I find out, uh, Couple of months ago, that the basic are now actually doing a uh, certification scheme for it, so which is quite good. Uh, really pleased with that one, um, and now they're setting us standards for the cable. You know, because there's so many variants on it. Uh, the copper resistance on it, the um, the thickness of the insulation, the thickness of the um, uh, the sheathing. Um, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, I mean, there's loads of tests they do on cable. It's absolutely phenomenal, like, you know. So, mm. but, uh, um, tend to speak to these sort of people that you, you find out all this. You know, I've been chucking in, you know, cables for, you know, 30 odd years, like, and didn't realise what was involved in them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You do t- tend to take it for granted, don't you? It's on a shelf somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, being with the, on the REC, the, um, uh, with the ECA, uh, we normally get a factory tour um, once a year um, where we have a meeting there and all sorts of, you know, and uh, we went to uh, Hager um, in, uh, in France. Um, what was it now? It was on the border of, um, yeah, we had to fly into Germany and across the border. Of course, you've got Switzerland on that. It's all on that corner. Yeah, it's like Marseille or somewhere down there. Yeah, it's, it's around that sort of area. And um, went to their factory there and then watched all the uh, bakers and RCBOs being made. Mm. Yeah. Quite fascinating, actually. You know, how they do the calls for the, um, uh, you know, for the bakers and all sorts. And uh, it's all now together, the history of the company. Um, yeah. yeah, they used to make a lot of stuff for Remington shavers. Right, okay. They started, yeah, it's one of their things that they started off doing, yeah. Uh, they sort of started off. Yeah, it's, uh, seems a bit odd, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, didn't obviously didn't pay well. <laughs> uh, no, they did it for a number of years, by all accounts. But then they, you know, uh, the trade was changing from uh, fuses, um, of, uh, you know, rewilded fuses uh, into MCBs and all that. And they sort of uh, got involved in that. Well, of course, they was already doing the manufacturing. I think they was manufacturing for somebody else under. Uh, um, under license um, from memory, um, but they've got a good, um, uh, really good setup there. Like you know, you go in and gives you all the history of the place, and you know what you know. It's uh, really mm. good. That's good. So, yeah, I'll definitely have to. Um, I don't think I've been out to any factories as yet of manufacturers, but yeah, I'd definitely like to do that. Yeah, oh yeah, well worth doing, well worth doing, you know, so, I mean, with person like the, um, uh, you know, it's the first time really we, I mean, it's going back a few years ago now, um, first time it's in, um, uh, AFDs being made and what have you, of course, they've already started being using them mm-hmm. over in Europe and of course they manufacture them for the States and stuff like that anyway, where they, they use regular anyway. You know, it's just all about, like, you know, and, you know. Yeah. So, so before he got in the regs over here, and you know, it's even been thought of over here. You know, I've seen them be made. Yeah. Mm. 
uh, which was quite good. You know, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. So t- talking of uh, new industry or new technology being introduced into the industry, what's something that you would like to see introduced into the industry? Oh, how do you mean? Um, I mean, it could be in the form of a typical product or it could be some sort of regulation or something you regularly encounter that you think could improve? Uh, I think the regulations need to be a lot more, um, they need to start using um, uh, like spelling on word for <laughs> yeah. um, things like that. The technical stuff they need to get right first. It seems as though they rewrite the whole book every time they do it. Um, you know, rather than just changing sections of it, you know, it's, uh, it seems a bit I don't know. Um, yeah, get that correct before you get it out. You yeah. know, rather. I mean, every every one I've I've had for donkeys. I mean, I've gone through quite a few regulations now. Yeah. Um, and each time, like you're getting like you know, I mean, it used to come in paper format, like, and then you used to have to scribble it out and you and you book like and, and what have you like. I mean, now I get it electronically, so um, I have my regs electronically, so we. It, it just automatically updates and everything, so which is quite a bit better. Um, but yeah, there's, there's been a few on that like, um, but the, what um, things to bring into the industry? Um, well, that's just going to evolve anyway. I think, to be honest with you, um, I, th- I think respect is probably the thing I want to come into the industry. To be honest with you. Um, Respect for who? For electricians. Mm. Second class citizens when it comes to sites. Yeah. You know, I, I believe anyway. You know, it's part of the reason why I won't work on building sites. You know, I end up like and like massive ding dongs with people like, you know. I mean when I was the first like one of the first building sites I was working on, um uh you know, the plasterer's labour was earning more than what the qualified sparks was that I was under. Yeah. You know, and he'd been like, I mean, he, he, he wasn't just qualified, like, you know, he was um, he was an approved sparks, so, you know, and the plasterer's labour is mixing muck to throw at wall. He's earning <laughs> more, you know. And, uh, yeah, see that a lot. Um, you know, it's all about getting the plasterers in. No, it's not that I've got anything against plasterers. Both my brothers are plasterers. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> they're, they're boarders and plasterers, like, you know, so I've got nothing against them. It's just how the, uh, building industry sees it. You know, uh, one of the building sites that I've worked on, uh, it's, uh, 20 or 30 houses on this site. Um, we was, uh, uh, on schedule. That was a slightly ahead of schedule, actually. Um, the foreman come down, like, it'd be an arsey one, like, but, um, uh, and I was running this site, it was the first site I was actually running, we were doing pre-wired conduit, that one was. Right. I don't know whether you'd ever come across it, come down a drum. Um, it was like, a, uh, it looked like 16 mil twin and earth, but it wasn't, it was, um, uh, it was orange tubes or red tubes, depending on the size of the cabling, and you've got three, um, Three tubes down it with um, six four nine one X's down it. Right. Uh, it, it come on a drum like that. Yeah. With the cable already in it. Um, uh, it's a uh, quite a different way of doing it. Quite it's quite popular around the world actually. Um, but uh, started over here. It weren't that popular. It 
didn't last that long. Um, I was on that site. I was running it one of the first like sites I actually properly run. Um, and he was giving it all the large like, you know, oh, we need to get this done, you know, we're on schedule, you know, we're ahead of schedule. Oh no, no, I've got to get the pastures in, got to get the pastures in. It's just, uh, so mate, like, you know, anybody can throw shit at wall. I says, but, <laughs> okay, don't get me wrong, these guys do a nice job of it, but if I get my job wrong, somebody dies, if he gets yeah. his job wrong, you've got a wonky wall. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, it's going to happen the way I says it happens, otherwise you'll find yourself in the spark. Oh, you can't be doing it saying that, I'll get onto your gov now. So you do whatever you like, mate. It says I can pull all these guys off site now if you like. Because mm. I know my governor will back me up on that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he did, he, which he did many a time, like, you know, he, you know, was, uh, um, he knew if I've got an issue with summit, um, then I'd normally got a reasonable reason for having an issue with it, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first, uh, inspection we had, um, the NIC inspection we had, um, the guy who'd run out there, the, uh, um, he was a bit of a stickler, um, and, uh, of course what the governor did was, uh, um, it was a site we was doing on, um, Warwickshire County Cricket Club and we'd, uh, um, refurbished the suite, um, of course I was working on that and I did the DBs on it. Of course, he knows I'll make a nice job of him, he said. And, uh, so, as he says, I turned, um, I was doing my part C at the time. Um, so I'm right back from college, so I kept dropping and meeting, right? Um, and, uh, around this meeting, took some DBs off, like, you know, nice looking DBs, like, there's the old, uh, MEM, um, M Shields, the first ones. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, made a nice job of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, mate, I'm gonna degrade you. What for? Says you ain't numbered all your cables. So I don't know anywhere in that regu- uh, regulations that say that. I mean, then I could, like, rattle off numbers because I've been doing college, like, you know, for the last four or five years, or, you know, so, yeah. um, you know, I can rattle off numbers quite easily. Um, I said, oh, just bear with me a second, like, right? you know, so I went down to the stores. When I got my uh, kit bag, which had all my regs in and everything else, clicked through it, meant to the identification of cables. I says, there's nothing in here saying that you have to individually number every cable. I says, they are identified by the colour and they are identified by the breaker um, because that's got its way number on it, which uh, then corresponds up with the neutral bars and the earth bars. No, in the NIC, we do it this way. I says, sorry, mate, don't agree with you. Uh, I said, so, oh, by the way, where's that book that you get that from? Where's this NIC book that you get that from? I says, we ain't got one. I says, well, sorry, mate, you're wrong. But my governor's standing there right next to me, mm. this guy, and uh, um, we come away from the meeting. They dropped us a grade. I, th- I think it was uh, gold, silver, and bronze, and it was a gold at the time. They dropped us down to a silver, or whatever it was, and uh, um, it was on our way back. Um, Governor gives us a lift back, right? Oh, she's well done, Ed. She's standing your ground there. Mm. I, I, thought, I thought I was in for a right tightering night, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, she's now well done, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. If, you got, if you're going to throw 
regulations or you want it done a certain way, then you've got to write a spec for it, you know, to go that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the regulations are the minimum. Um, that is the minimum. Uh, anything beyond that. But I mean, I'd, I never agreed because the, the numbers we were using at the time, they were stick on numbers. Yeah. They were crap. They used to fall off anyway. Yeah. What's your reasoning for it? Well, the people's excuses for doing periodic testing. What, you strip a whole board to do a periodic test? Mm. No, you don't. You do a circuit at a time. Yeah. You know, one set of cables you got out at a time, isn't it? So why would you need them individually numbered? It's, it's just couldn't understand it. Yeah. Still back now, you know, so... Oh, yeah, I can agree with that. I can sympathise. Um, I've been quite fortunate with uh, my NIC inspections. I've not had anyone that hard-nosed and I suppose maybe the yeah. industry softened a bit and the NIC starts as Yeah, I, I think they've realised they know it's side their beds, but we don't know now uh, because there's so many people that doing it. I mean, going back then it was basically, it was either the NIC or the NIC. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was your lot. Yeah. Uh, weren't, I mean, NAPIT was about, NAPIT had been about for donkey's years, but they didn't really get involved in the electrical side of things until Part P come out. Um, you know, that, that was, uh, you know, it was another mess up and all, weren't it? But, you know, um, yeah, yeah, uh, the watering down of, yeah, what would I like? Yeah, less watering down of, um, the industry, you know, like with Part P and all that, you know, I agreed with the, I understand the principle of it. Because uh, what a lot of people don't realise is the um, gas went, um, so, you know, um, by law, you know, you had to be gas registered to work on gas, um, which was Corgi at the time. Uh, of course, then Europe got involved because Corgi was a private company. So, therefore, you're monopolising. So, therefore, that's how gas safe was born. So all your gas safe engineers were actually Corgi engineers. They were the guys at the technical sides and all that. They all moved over to that. Um, and the electrical was supposed to follow directly after that um, at the time. Um, well, of course, they couldn't do it. Um, so the way it went was uh, because the throughout Europe, the building regs are different in every country. They turned it into a building reg. So it started off with the domestic, which was then going to follow to, to commercial and uh, industrial. Uh, but of course, uh, the domestic side of it was such a flop, mm. it was going to happen, you know. So, you know, will it ever become legal? I don't know. I mean, I do a bit of work in Ireland and the laws over there are different. You have to be, by law, you, you have to be um, registered with the... Um, um, electrical safe, I think it is over there, um, and to sign it all off and everything. Um, but then the works I've seen over there, you know, shocking. Mm. So as you say, that's actually going to work. I don't know just if it is, you know, because I've seen it in other countries. I've I've done a bit of work in Spain. I've done a bit of work in France, and I've seen the same again. You know, and they, these are sort of countries that have got laws in place. And it's no different, really, to be honest with you. It doesn't change the quality, I don't think. Mm. Uh, it's yeah. a shame, but, you know, that's um, the way it is. I mean, we still have got law on our side with the electricity work regulations, 
and it basically, you know, I think more Sparks need to read that more um, than the regs, really, because that's where, you know, if you can't get that bit right, it's, you know, it's, uh, it means yeah. Yeah, I remember when I did um, the Nibosh course, one of the, the fundamentals was understanding between statutory and non-statutory. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah, like you say, I'd recommend every electrician to go and, and read what their statutory requirements are, whether that's, you know, at work, at home, you know, that's where your liability is going to sit, not with the regs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're going to get dragged into court of law, I mean, they'll use the regs against you. Um, but on the basis that that's, it's the law that, um, you know, and that's what you've got to call you. Yeah, that's on basically. So, yeah, yeah. if you don't need read that since you were 16, you know, go back and read it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In a big book, is it? So, you know, it's, yeah. uh, every, I don't know, every couple of three years or something like, make it a thing like, you know, where you, you, you do need to, or say every time they change the red button means every other week then, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. the, you know, Make that a part of the um, the exam that you go to. Um, you know, you have to a lot more questions on that. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a, that's a very good point. We all focus on on getting the regs, but no, you know, there's no yeah. requirements as part of that process to qualification of understanding that, is there? So no, nah, no. Nah. So as as part of that exam, um, you know, you'll have X amount, say, sixty questions on. Um, on your 18th, or, well, or your 18th amendment, one, two, whatever it's going to be now, uh, whichever one you go for next, uh, and then say 20 questions or 10 questions on, on the, on the, the legal side of stuff, you know, mm. it's, uh, so people understand what you're doing. It's like, hang on, you could be dragged through a court of law for what you're doing, mm. you know. But I think that's where people need to understand really. And I think the quality might pick up a little bit more then. Yeah. Now they think, gosh, you're doing right, that's your job done. So, yeah. No, no, I I definitely agree with that. Um I mean it's been a it's been a fascinating conversation. Um and I'm sure we could uh, probably talk quite a bit more because I'm sure we've glossed over a fair fair amount there, but I think we've um definitely captured some of your highlights. But um yeah, yeah. I, I do have one last question for you. What's your favourite movie? I was expecting this one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm expecting really a good answer to, then. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do actually listen to your, um, uh, your podcast, like, and I was thinking to myself, oh, it is a hard choice. I mean, there is a few, um, got a few, but I think to be honest with you, the go-to when the when the wife goes down to um, uh, see see uh, stepdaughter, um, when she goes back down to London, she says stepdaughter. My normal go-to is get a curry in. Um, um, I've still got plenty of Guinness in, and it's normally Matrix. Oh, I love that choice. That's a great choice. Yeah, <laughs> Matrix, yeah. I, I watch that quite regular. You know, it's uh, yeah, well, any of them. You mm. know, three of them like you know the Matrix trilogy. Yeah. Um, what is it you like about it? Looking at something different. Hmm. You know, different different perspective on some yeah. you know, because this is the norm that we think it is, is it ne- necessarily the right way or the truth or, or what? Who knows? There but, are uh, there are a lot of uh, people out there who believe in the simulation theory, don't they? Yes, yeah, there is, you know, there is <laughs> all the weird and wonderful people out there, blah, blah, blah. I mean, when it come out, I mean, loads of people didn't understand it. 
Um, and I, I've got it straight away. Yeah, I don't. I don't away. get what people don't get about it. Yeah, um, it's like with Pulp Fiction. Um, when the first thing, when that first come out, uh, another cracking movie. Um, the those people come back to it. It's just what I can't understand how it works, like because they start with the end, don't they? Yeah, you yeah. Know, go through, and then suddenly it changes, and that, that everybody gets confused. I'm thinking, well, you know, it's, you know, this is how it finishes. And I'd love to see that film yeah. properly. I've seen it so many times, obviously not in order, but it'd be really good just once if somebody could edit that to be in order to see if it'd just be as good. I don't think it will, to be honest with you. Well, Pulp Fiction. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it would be. No, I think that's the point of it is that the this is where they got to that scene in the car, um, and then it's how they got there. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's seen that. I mean, absolutely excellent. I, I, I love most of his films. You know, I've mm. got a uh um, what he's smoking when he comes up with these ideas, I've got no idea, but you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying he does, you know, it's uh, <laughs> um, legal purposes, I'm not saying he does, but he, he's got a strange way of looking at things, and I like that, yeah, 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 yeah same here. Probably, yeah, do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly uh, tangent before we end this and just say, uh, thank you, and obviously, congratulations for doing the free CPD um, calendar. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, I know you probably had quite a lot of thanks and stuff for that, but I think that is a really simple but fantastic thing to do for the industry. So well done for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's still, it's still climbing now. Uh, you're still getting, um, about 50, 60 hits a day. Mm. It's, um, you know, or 34, even on, um, Bank Holiday Monday, I think we had about 30 odd hits on it. Yeah. You know? Crackers, really. Thought he'd do what he did, you know. By no yeah. So if if anybody hasn't heard of that yet, if you check out on Twitter, it's at Free CPD, isn't it? Calendar. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at Free P- at Free CPD is the Twitter angle, and uh, Free hyphen Electrical hyphen CPD uk is the website, which is basically where it takes to. That's where all your info is. So um, it's good updated fairly regular brilliant yeah and so thank you again for that and, and thank you for the conversation today it's been brilliant no no i've enjoyed it yeah thank you and thank you everyone for listening <laughs>